Hi guys, this is Vanessa. And this is Valencia. So this is like our first podcast and we have no idea what we're doing. But we figured since, you know, this is a time of COVID and just a big time in our history full of disappointments sometimes that we just wanted a space where, you know, life isn't so stifling. And we just kind of wanted to air things out, just be able to talk about stuff. It's important to us and maybe even important to you guys. So, so first topic of the day. Just wanted to talk about like maybe the process. What is the hardest part about doing some of anything? So I think for me, when it comes to like work, right now I'm in a, a space in my life where I just feel like I'm thankful that I have a job because like throughout all of 2020 um, I was considered like an essential worker so you know I was fortunate enough to be able to continue to work um, even during the midst uh, and the peak of COVID-19 and I'm really grateful for that but now it's like you know an entire year later and I am burnt out and I think the hardest part about my job is the nature of it. Like, you're out in the elements. So when it's hot, you're burning up. Um, when it's cold, you're freezing. So you can imagine, like, working through all of that with the mask on. And then maybe with half the employees because, you know, maybe someone um, had to go get tested. And so they're out for a couple of weeks or... You know, someone might have been unfortunate enough to actually test positive for it. And so, you know, now everybody's quarantining. So you're at work in this mask and it's burning up and you've got like half capacity at your job. So it's, it was really, really hard, even all the way up until Christmas. And so now just like looking back, I'm just kind of like, man, I'm glad that's over. But I don't even remember the hard parts like I, I remember them I don't remember how they how they felt like it was one month I think it was like June when the heat really starts coming in and we were burning up and we had those masks on and it was like maybe five of us and we're just running back and forth and everybody's frustrated and everybody's mad at each other because you know we're each other's only help <laughs> And we have a set time where stuff has to be done and, and, and has got to get out. And you just kind of look at each other and you're huffing and puffing and you can't do anything. But be like, you want something to eat? <laughs> you know, you want to go get something to eat? Hey, you just want to go chill for a second? Because, like, if you don't, you're going to go insane. You were going to go completely insane. But as bad as those moments were um, while I was going through them, looking back on them now, it's like I cannot believe I made it through that like I cannot believe that was a thing because it was hard it was it was now I think they're just blowing everything out of proportion <laughs> what do you mean like I don't know it's like it was like you know I love going on YouTube so now I like see a whole bunch of things like oh coronavirus and breastfeeding, coronavirus and this, coronavirus and that. It's like, okay, now you're just blown out of proportion. But 
I can understand your feeling because when I was working during it, it got boring pretty quickly. But I was also glad that I had a job. And even though I didn't like my job, and I still don't like my job, but I was glad that I was able to work. So I wasn't like just out and trying to search for something and not going to get an answer back or not going to get hired and then fired right afterwards because there was nothing open. I mean, I miss doing a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was the hardest part. My birthday is in May, <laughs> and I got a vacation, and there was nothing to do. We literally, remember, we were literally um, right down the street from our apartment in, like, a little shopping plaza, and the entire parking lot was empty. Yeah, because we walked. Yeah, we walked up there. We could do nothing but just walk around. There was nothing open. Nothing open, and we were, like, and we even took, remember, we took pictures. I think you put it on Snapchat. I can't I don't remember, remember, but I know you took. We took pictures, and you see behind us the whole parking lot was like super empty. We just like we're the only people here. It was so, like sad. you're the only people in the world. It felt like we were in The Walking Dead. <laughs> we were in Walking Dead, except you know we weren't we, afraid we, to come out. Yeah, we were like, no zombies. <laughs> in to fact, kill. you were trying to get out because you were tired of being inside. Oh, and remember, we saw the group of friends. They were in their cars. They had the cars like out, but they were like all in their cars, like the oh yeah, and whatnot, but they were surrounding like in a circle, and they were just, just like, in the parking lot. Everybody in their car and just like enjoying each other. Everybody was like six feet apart, but it was just like a nice little meetup. Mm-hmm. And we, I wish we'd have thought to do something like that, but we live kind of out so i don't know how many yeah. people would have said hey let's go and meet up with them but yeah that i forgot about it. that was definitely hard Man. like you like yay i finally get away from this torture of my job and get a vacation remember, there's nothing like, to do there, remember, it was like a movie that had just came out and we were like oh we were gonna go see it and then covid hit yeah it was like, you didn't even get a chance to go to the movies he's like bruh now that seriously. that was really a hard part because i love going to the movies man i love going to the movies and it's just like can't, are they open? I think the movie theaters are open now. I think they're like select movie theaters, and I think there's only a certain amount of capacity. Because I think the Paradiso capacity. one is open. Yeah. Because we went through there because remember we went to... No, I went to Whole Foods with Mama. I think it was open. Yeah. Oh, if, in case you guys can tell, like, we're sisters. Um, based here in Memphis. So, <laughs> adventures in Memphis, I guess. <laughs> Probably Sometimes it seems like Memphis is way, way different from the rest of the world. Because when we... Not even so much the rest of the world, but the rest of the country. It's like when we leave Memphis and you go somewhere else and you come back, it's almost like, wow. Like, there is a distinction. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, I love Memphis. But it's just like, you know, you, you, you leave and you see, like, the big city. And then you come home to Memphis and you're like, I'm is back this in a the city? town. Yeah, it's like you're in a town. You're back like, in town. Are we sure this is a city? The boys are back in town. <laughs> That's pretty much what you are. It's just like wow. It's like, but it feels like a literal town here. It does. It feels when you're here, it just feels like you know, it's so many places to go because you you live here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like oh, we can go to this end of, of Memphis. We can go to that end of Memphis. Yeah, but once you actually leave and you come back, you're like wow, it's it's kind of small here feeling a little claustrophobic <laughs> you just realize just how tiny it is especially when you go through germantown like germantown like as much as they're still like a, i haven't explored germantown germantown kind of feels like memphis except everything literally looks the same yeah because <laughs> it's really nice though. it's nice though but everything it's like the only thing that i that 
I just found myself like so disconcerted about going to Germantown. It's like literally everything looks the same because all the buildings are brown or something. It's like can we and have they don't variety? always have like street signs. <laughs> yeah. You'll be going someplace and you'll, you'll be literally like, like <laughs> I know where I'm going, but I don't know where I'm going. Like it's the same time, yeah. But the thing about Memphis is the beauty of it, which is why I really love Memphis. Especially it's a at night. freaking circle. Memphis yeah, is a freaking circle. And like I remember I got lost after dropping Dominique off before she left. And um sorry. And um she um I had to I had to go and find summer and I got lost trying to find summer and then I found it. And then I was trying to find Peabody or Mendenhall so I can head back home and I ended up get into Peabody I went the wrong way at first and I turned around and I went to went back down got to Peabody and was able to just go head right on over to Walnut Grove and I was able to get home from there yeah, that's so. the beauty of Memphis like all the main streets lined up literally yeah because it's a circle like you said so like if you've never been to Memphis like don't get scared if you get lost because literally it's a circle yeah you can go Every off on street. a side street and eventually make your way yeah, to it's the main street it's gonna make its way to the main street back. But the beauty of Memphis is, like, really comes through at night. It looks almost like New York at night. It does. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Especially during the snow. It's so pretty. Yeah, and everything is lit up. It's just, it's absolutely breathtaking. Um, One thing about Memphis, too, is, um, I don't know, it's like this vibe. This chill vibe. Yeah, it's really, really chill, like. Memphis is like whatever, do whatever you want. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> it's just like do whatever you want. Just yeah, I don't, don't care. Don't get no one killed, but you know, do yeah. whatever you want. Don't be mean, but you know, whatever. It's like yeah, you're cool. It's like there's this uh at our job, uh one of our coworkers had like Stoneville on her backpack, and I was telling her every time I see that because I have a Stoneville hat. I think of a town full of stoners, and you just come in there, just like, hey, new person, cool, come on, check us out, come hang out, and just chill. Well, and like, that's what Memphis kind of feels like. <laughs> For me, Memphis doesn't like feel so much like a Stoneville. It feels more like, um, I don't know, it feels more like, you know, you walk into a store, and people look, and they're like, sup? And then everybody keeps doing what they're doing. You know, it's just one of those moments where you see in movies where everybody, like, you know, does their little head up type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like, what's up, dude? And you keep going. <laughs> and you leave. And they're like, have a great day. And you're like, you too. And then you like, you going to work. So, you know, it's going to be a terrible day. <laughs> so, you're so happy about it. So, <laughs> that's what Memphis feels like to I me. I mean, you're going to suffer. Because you're going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, great. baby. <laughs> Okay, like, okay, so, um, you like to draw. What is, like, the hardest part or hardest part of the process for drawing for you? Getting what's in my head on paper. That (laughs) never works. (laughs) Like, why? What what makes that such a difficult process for you? You know my mind. It's like a dumpster fire. So, everything's in there and moving. And it's there one minute and it's gone the next second. So I can't pinpoint anything. It's like a dumpster fire? <laughs> yeah. Your brain is like gross? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everything is like, it moves quickly. Okay, I get so it. So I can't pin anything down. Unless I'm actually thinking on that for like a minute and that 
rarely happens sometimes and it's usually when I'm actually only thinking about it for a minute it's usually when I'm too busy to actually stop to write it down like when I'm at work I get all my best ideas when I'm at work but see like you should that's when you should carry like a little pocket journal I have one but pocket it's like book the little ones they're like this like big goes in an actual pocket yeah I, I don't know if they even make those anymore I know when I was first starting to write they had them everywhere and I would pick them up mm-hmm. and if I had an idea I just jot it down um, but I'm pretty sure they still make them. But I that's that's some. a perfect thing that you need. So just get like a little pocket notebook mm-hmm. and just keep it literally in your pocket. Since we're going to uh, Target later, I can see if they have some. Target, oh my God. This is not Target even. Target has like everything. This is not even like supposed to be a conversation <laughs> we're having. Like we, <laughs> we were not planning to talk about Target. But I love Target. I feel like my whole paycheck goes to Target, <laughs> which is why I try to avoid it sometimes. Like, when I really know Man, I got paid and, like, I Target really want to go. Target is just the place that you go if you want to lose your paycheck. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's not even so much about, like, the products that they have, because they have really nice it's quality nice products. Place. It's just, yeah, the atmosphere is just like, oh, my gosh, you walk into Target, especially, like, during the holidays. Oh, you go yeah. in during the holidays and you just want to live there. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, the red, the atmosphere, the decorations. And then the people, like, even though the lines be super long, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's okay. It's Target. I'll wait forever. And sometimes you have people that are strolling through the, through the uh, place with their baskets. Like, they're actually driving a car. It's still nice. <laughs> it is. And you know what? It's so funny. Like, they'll be, you'll just be walking around at Target just be so fascinated. Like, you've never seen anything in that store before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you have a whole basket. You know how big those baskets are. And you have maybe two items in there. And you just know you should be done shopping. Because you know you're going to spend more money, and you just keep walking. But you're still like, I want to I wanna buy some more things. You know, you didn't pass this aisle like three times, and you just, for some reason, you're like, you know, let's go back down on that aisle. And you'll spend like a whole 15 minutes buying stuff you didn't even come there to buy. Because it's Target. Target hypnotizes you the minute you walk through the door. But it's okay, because I like Target, so I'm, I'm fine Yeah, that, that's why it's okay. People love Target. Walmart, on the other hand. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Walmart is really good when you need to, like, you know, buy something really quick and it's kind of cheap, but <sighs> most of the time you don't really want to stay for there for very long. You yeah, just want to go get your Walmart. stuff and go. Maybe because the colors are like blue and white and you see that everywhere. And like at my job, like, for some reason, Walmart blue kinda, is everywhere. Walmart kind of reminds me a little bit. Like, I know this is like far from what Walmart is, but for whatever reason, sometimes it kind of reminds me of a hospital. So I'm like, I just want to get my stuff and go. You know what? It's the colors. Like, I I, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Like, they have all these, you know, little nice little products you can pick up. But it's like, it's so much. And I think it's the color scheme. Because when I walk into Target, Target, I don't know if they are about the same size as Walmart. I kind of doubt it. But when I walk into Target, I feel like they have just the right amount of stuff. Well, you know, they say uh, <laughs> colors, can play stupid, a, play, colors can play a role into how you feel about things. Like, for all fast food restaurants have red, yellow, and white, is to make you hungry. And Target does, like, red and white. It's kind of like one of those colors that people are used it to. It makes you comfortable. Yeah, associating with comfortableness. But also, not too much white where it's uncomfortable. You're like, yeah, that's, like, freaking weird. And not too much red where you're just like, yeah, I'm, like, dying in blood here. But it's just enough to make you comfortable to have, like, that warm, kind of, I guess, Christmassy atmosphere. I don't know, but when but I walk into it's, Target, it's, warm, it's like I have walked into... And it makes you feel like, oh, okay, I'm comfy. It's almost like a hobbit. 
you know, like Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. You walk into Target and you feel like you just house. walked into the past and yet not the past. It's just so comfortable feeling like their little hobbit houses, mm-hmm. how their houses look. That's I what it feels the like. Houses. I love Hobbitville. This was like <laughs> not even what we were supposed to be talking about, but I just no, love just Target. <laughs> and we're going we're going to there after after we're done with this. We're like <laughs> totally going to Target. Crazy thing, we were talking about it was so funny. We were talking about the Hobbit at work yesterday and when my coworker said said my fiance had said you know what everybody always wants to be an elf but people forget about the hobbits you can your only job is literally just gardening and you know you you can eat like six square meals a day you get all fat and nice and comfortable they wear khakis like all the time (laughs) like little you know like capris and khakis and all that which i actually hate because i'm short and then yeah and then they said then you can sit around and get high you know you don't do anything and it's like (laughs) that's such a cool place it's like man it's like let me go to hobbit who wants to be a human being when you could be a hobbit i know right i mean you're never gonna be able to reach the top top shelf but you don't have to wear shoes you can you chill. <laughs> You're gonna have hairy feet, and you can't touch the, you know, the top shelf. But I mean, yeah, but most of everything pros, is like your your height. Like, yeah, literally. so I mean, the, at this point, the pros kind of outweigh the cons. Yeah, it, and we're kind of halfway there. We're short, <laughs> so we just don't have hairy feet. And <laughs> we just don't have hairy big feet. <laughs> Can you imagine? Their feet, their feet are literally their shoes because the soles of their feet are, are already so much yeah. that it's literally like a shoe. And it's like, that's kind of sad. Like, you invite a guy over and you're like, hey, babe, you start rubbing your foot on his leg. He's like, what the heck is this? Oh my God, girl. <laughs> what the heck? Like, what happened to you? That's, that's not sexy. <laughs> well, for Hobbes, they probably don't mind. Yeah, they probably love that. They're like, oh, yeah, baby. Go up a little higher. It's like, I think a lot of people like the elves because, I mean, they live forever. They have, like, and they're beautiful. nature, beautiful, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. And you know, Orlando that's Bloom. cool and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's like, I love it, too, because I love the elves. But I love Bilbo's house. It's like, if I could have a house like that, it's like, yes. So, there you go, Target, house. if you're listening. Like, all you have to do is promote yourself like a hobbit's house. And more people will come. Because I love Target. <laughs> I love Target. And that's what I miss about bookstore. I wish they bring that back. Oh, yeah, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, but I don't be feeling sometimes as comfortable being able to just sit down and read like I did in bookstore when I was little. Bookstore was a totally different vibe. Yeah, you could just sit down and just read. Sit down and read for hours. It was like the old... The old comfy, like, cottage in a cabin kind of... I don't know why I said it's like the same thing. Like, reminiscent of what people set out to do when they made bookstores yeah where you could sit on the carpet and get lost in the world of your book yeah and Barnes and Noble is doing it's, it's that now. way yeah but yeah. it is still kind of a little bit more modernized yeah. than bookstore was so I get what you're saying but yeah that's that's Target just love Target shout out to them because we're totally going after this but um let's just say like um one more little point um I know you were talking about the hardest part for you for drawing is um, getting your thoughts out, your ideas out on the paper. And I would probably say the hardest part for me with writing is writer's block, which is kind of being consistent in it because you can write so much because it's flowing. So I'm the opposite. I can get it out of my head. It's after it's out. <laughs> What's the next step? Like I'll get a whole, like I'll get maybe six or seven chapters out and then it's like, boom, writer's block. 
I can't think of anything else. And it'll take me years, sometimes months, sometimes hours before I can even get the courage or even the motivation or the imagination to even go back in. Because I have like, I have terrible writer's block. So that's why I love going to places like Target and stuff because it just kind of, when you walk in there, the vibe and the atmosphere is really nice. You kind of have to find something that gives you that motivation again when you go to places and it kind of, especially if it's reminiscent of something in your story. So you go to Target and then this book I'm writing, which I'm not going to say here, but it focuses on, you know, this young man's um, love for writing. And um, this other young lady, the other protagonist, um, she's very well you know learned so she knows books just as well as he does and so when I walk into places like Target I just feel like you know oh this is almost in my head like how I want to study to feel and you walk in you're comfortable and you can just write for days you know it's always something new but that's probably the hardest part for me writer's block and being able to be consistent not so much as being consistent because I can turn out pages just once I've got pages down, I kind of get like, this sounds good. Where am I going with the rest of it? And see, for me, I can get an idea for my story. It's just the one time I think about it is when I don't have anything to write it down on. And it's like, that's when I actually get some good ideas. And I'll be like, seriously? Seriously, Brian? You're going to do this when I can't write it down? Well, again, and so for, and for me, like when it comes to drawing... That's why I started looking at references because for whatever reason, and seriously, don't let anyone tell you that doing references when you're drawing is cheating because how else are you going to draw if you don't have something to kind of give you an idea? To pull from. Yeah. So this is kind of like, I have to, like that time I was doing the drawing challenge, I still haven't done it yet. I still need to do it. So but, how are you doing the drawing challenge but, if you haven't done the challenge? <laughs> I, was, I was doing it, but I just... I couldn't get my mind to think. That's the. It's like for me. It's she like sucks, sometimes. Guys. <laughs> I'm a cool, interesting person. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. But like I couldn't. That's why I played the game before I started drawing. I thought, okay, yeah, I played the game. I'm cool. My mind is not thinking. I'm good. Minute I picked up that pencil and I was just like, and my, my mom was like, nope, you are not okay. I'm going to give you everything right now. And so I was just in there like, I thought I calmed myself down enough to where I could just, you know, have a clear mind. I could take the time to think about this. And then all of a sudden, it's like everything calms. And then it's like when I have like that one downtime, like either I'm like sleeping or trying to sleep or I'm working. And I'm not, and that's when my mind decides, hey, I'm gonna shut down and now give you the space to think about like drawing or what you wanna write for a story or something. And then it's like, what <sighs> like this like a couple hours ago when I was actually doing the thing that I'm thinking about doing. So essentially, to survive the hardest parts, you have to find a space. You have to get to a place where either your mind can clear out so that you can go back in, or you have to find a space where it's inspiring to you. So it reinvigorates you to want to jump back in. So the hardest part and how to survive it is find your space. And I find that place my best that's space good for you. Is actually my closet. That's cool. Start going in my closet and writing. 
<laughs> no, I used to be like that. I used to do that too. Yeah, and I found like a nice because it's quiet, it's yeah, small, and yeah. then you just feel you, you can, can tune comfy. everything out. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that too. It's like my closet. It's like I'm just gonna start doing it. <laughs> well, this was our first podcast. That was like random and all over the place, but we hope you guys really enjoyed it because we definitely enjoyed doing it. So, this is Vanessa. This is Valencia, and we are signing off. Bye. Bye.